All right. All right, friends. Microphone check. Microphone check. How you feeling, Antigua? Good. All right. Great to see all of you today and every leader who is listening. We are on the verge of Easter uh, all over the world. So from Antigua to Dallas, I cannot believe we are here. So incredibly exciting. Uh, the chance to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. What an honor uh, it is. And uh, this is when everybody and their mama comes to church, right? Um, and we're happy about that. We're not judging anyone, beating anyone over the head, acting surprised. And people say, oh, I've been coming to Shoreline for five years. You're like, I've never seen you before in my entire life. We're like, yeah, me too. Uh, have you gone to growth track? Uh, so I'm really, really excited about this opportunity, excited about all that's going to be happening, like I said, at all of our uh, campuses. We've got 15 uh, services happening all over and really thrilled about this. A quick note for all of you um, who are in Dallas. We are doing a Good Friday at the Garden, um, and this beautiful um, gathering. gathering blossomed a lot faster than we thought it would, okay? So uh, there are over 2,000 people that have registered for Good Friday at the Garden. So if you have not registered, so I'm talking to the leaders here, if you have not registered, I love you so, so much. You come to Saturday and you come on Sunday uh, because we want to make sure we're, we're not putting a bad taste in people's mouths on Friday. For those who actually did register, then they show up and like a spot is taken, if you will, by those who didn't. So we're just trying to be as smart and as wise as we possibly can uh, with that. But that's why we have all these other opportunities. Uh, we also have them at North. Uh, we also have at Bishop Arts Oak Cliff. We have a mo- morning services at Bishop Arts Oak Cliff, right? All, all morning. So at 10 and 11, so I'm really, really excited. So many chances. Uh, Again, we're not telling anybody, you can't come. What we're trying to do is create, hey, we've got opportunities. We've got space. We've got options for you. And next year, we'll do Good Friday at the Garden again. And um, I don't know, we'll maybe do Thursday at the Garden, too, and Friday at the Garden. (laughs) Just so you guys know, in Antigua, uh, you know, our, our... Campus there has it battles a lot during this time. Uh, it's something called Semana Santa. Uh, and like last week in Antigua, and this town is not huge. There were a million people. One, they shut down the streets. Okay, shut down the streets. So uh, Juan and Jen and their beautiful uh, daughter wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning to drive from uh, Guatemala City so they can get to Antigua before they shut down the roads so they can be there to help and set up and tear down and get everything ready for church. That's the buy-in. We're understanding, you know, people walking for miles and miles and uh, a lot of time. It took Nate and Whitney, uh, Nate, would you say an hour and a half to get home from church last week, and they live less than a mile from the church, okay? So all the roads are shut down, but the church is still alive, and people are still are going. So Zechariah chapter 4, Zechariah chapter 4. Um, yeah, we're going to be tweaking uh, some service times that are nor- in, uh, in Dallas, tweaking them. Uh, excuse me? 
Yeah, yeah. But just uh, if, if we do any slight tweak or when we'll figure out what we'll let you know. I don't want to confuse everybody because we've got new service times for Easter. So just keep it'll be easy. It'll be easy. I'll just tell you that. Uh, Zechariah chapter four, Zechariah chapter four. Then the angel who talked with me returned and woke me up like someone awakened from sleep. He asked me, what do you see? I answered, I see a solid gold lampstand with a bowl at the top and seven lamps on, on, on it with seven channels to the lamps. Also, there are two olive trees by it, one on the right of the bowl and the other on its left. I asked the angel who talked with me, what are these, my Lord? He answered, do you not know what these are? <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of feels kind of rude. Um, no, my Lord, <laughs> I replied. So he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. Zerubbabel was tasked uh, to rebuild the temple. Uh, The temple had been destroyed and he was tasked to to lead and and resurrect this temple. It laid the foundation. There were many, many enemies all around them, uh, individuals and nations that were much larger than the people of Israel. But Zerubbabel has been given this task to rebuild the temple. He's been given this task to to do something for God. He's been given the task to build God's house. And he's discouraged. Uh, Things are difficult. Things are hard. Uh, Things aren't going the way he would want them to go. But he's still been given this call, this task to rebuild the temple. God told him to do it. And now the thing he's being called to do, he's doing. But now discouragement sits in while he's doing the thing that God has called him to do. Uh, It's difficult for him to do the thing that God has called him to do. So just because God has called you to do it doesn't mean it won't be difficult. Doesn't mean that it won't be hard. Doesn't mean that you won't be discouraged at times. So he's been given this task, but he's discouraged. He, the, 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 the work has slowed down. Uh, things are difficult. There are some issues that he has to deal with. He's trying to lead a people that were once in exile, and now he's trying to bring them to a place of leadership and strength, people that are used to being in bondage, people that are used to, are used to wandering, and he's trying to bring them to think differently, to live differently, to speak differently, and to do what God has called them to do. And now, now he is, he's, he's discouraged. So God brings word to Zechariah, and there is this vision, okay, and there are these olive trees, and there are these channels, and there are these lamps, and the angel's like, do you know what's going on here? And Zechariah's like, I have no idea what is going on here. When you crush an olive, you and I know you get oil. Oil represents the Holy Spirit. You see in this vision here that you have these channels and these lamps that are connected to these olive trees. What the lamps are saying is, hey, I've got to get my oil from this tree. The oil flows down those channels into the lamp so that the lamp can be lit. And then the prophet says, the the angel says, let me give you insight to what's going on with these lamps. What Zerubbabel has been called to do, he cannot do by might. And he cannot do by power. He can only do it by the work of the Spirit. And I want to announce to you that we can only do what God has called us to do, not by might and not by power, but by the Spirit. 
You and I cannot be fathers. You and I cannot be mothers. You and I cannot be business leaders. You, you and I cannot be team members. We cannot do this in our own strength. What we need is not might and not power. What we ultimately need is the work of the Holy Spirit of the living God. So I want to make it abundantly clear once again. We are desperate for the presence and the power of God to fill us, to touch us, to lead us. We are desperate for God to breathe out. We are desperate for the oil of the spirit to pour out upon us so that we can be lit and do what God has called us to do. You and I will face discouragement. You and I will face battles. Even this weekend at Easter, trust me, there will be some moments like, oh my gosh, there are 500 more people here than we can sit. Not by might, not by power, but by your spirit. How in the world are you going to raise up another generation of leaders that are willing to be the hands and feet of Jesus? You cannot do that by might. You cannot do that by power. We do that by the spirit. Now, I want us to be efficient and I want us to have our systems in order and we're going to cross our T's. We're going to dot our I's. We are not one of those churches that go, well, it's just by the spirit. So that means we don't have to do anything. That's not what we're talking about here. You have Zerubbabel working hard. You have him laying a foundation. You have him bringing together all of the people. You have him gathering materials. He's doing all that he can do in his power. But in order for that temple to be built and in order for the temple, the people to be built, we have to understand it is not by might. It is not by power. It is by the spirit of the living God. So I need us to get out of our own way. I need us to get out of our own way and our our limited mindset and us thinking, well, I don't have the resources. All I have are five loaves and two fish. That's what Jesus Christ has always used is five loaves and two fish. Well, I don't feel like I'm good enough to speak and, and lead in that moment. He's always used people that stutter. Look at Moses. He's always used people that are least of these. He's always used people that have been broken. That's what he's always done because it's not by might and it's not by power. What we do is by the Spirit. So let's lead that way. Let's stay surrendered that way. (laughs) Let's have that mindset. Let's not get it twisted that this is about us and starts and ends with us. It does not. This is all about him. This is his temple. These are his people. And what an opportunity and an honor that we get to be a part of his story. Hey, love you guys so much. I'm so, so thankful for you. Uh, yep, Judy's going to share something. And then we'll uh, get into one story, and then we can cut the recording. How about that? So Judy Brown, come on up here and share something, Judy Brown. Good morning. Hello, serve team. Um, So this morning I came bebopping into the sanctuary and God just like dropped my heart. And what he said to me, what he showed me this morning is from Friday at the Arboretum, from Dallas to Antigua, he's bringing people into our house this weekend that don't know what they're about to encounter. The This is Who cards. There's thousands upon thousands of them that were turned in. And what I feel like he's saying is we're doing all the task and we're dotting all the I's and we're crossing all the T's and we're getting the decor ready and we're making sure registration and parking and we're doing all the task, but we need to prepare our hearts for the people. Um, There are sisters and brothers and daughters and sons that are going to walk through our door that don't even know 
what God is going, where he is going to meet them and how he is going to meet them. And if our hearts are not full, if our spirits are not in overflow mode, we're not ready. And so what I want every serve team member to do, don't, don't get off your knees this week. Don't stop praying for what God wants to do in this place so that when those women, when those men, when those children walk through our doors, that we're ready to be Jesus to them, that we're ready to share the love of Christ with them. It's, it, it is not about the service. It is about meeting Jesus. And so we've all got to be prepared mentally, physically, spiritually to do what God's called us to do this weekend. Hi, Antigua. I always want to look there. Um, Okay, so I have a story. I have a best friend in Orange County, California, named Sarah. And she was living with a family whose daughter, Lauren, was a freshman at SMU. And Lauren was visiting her family in Orange County, and Sarah was having dinner with all of them. And her dad was asking her if she's found a church in Dallas yet. And Lauren started to cry, and she said, no, I don't want to go by myself. I don't know what to do. Um, But I've heard a lot about a church called Shoreline City. And Sarah was like, I'll be in Dallas next week, and I'll be at all four services. I'll go with you. (laughs) And so it was a couple of weeks ago. Jansen and Sarah got her coffee order, went and picked her up, took her to church. And Lauren walked in and saw, like, five Chi Omegas in her sorority that were like, Lauren! Ran up to her. The president of Chi Omega was like, hey, I've seen you. I feel like I know you. You should ride with us every single week from now on. And then, like, two weeks later, they went to Growth Track. And then last night, I texted her and was like, hey, I just want to make sure that you've gotten plugged in, um, that you're coming to Easter, that you know what you're doing, that you know where your bangs are. And she was like, yeah, I was at the SMU Connect last night and grabbed a bunch of rave cards. And she said, yeah, I posted a rave card on every single dorm door with my number. And she was like, I know that registration is closed at Good Friday, but I have 62 people that want to come with me to church. And I was like, okay, we'll make it work. We'll just, we'll totally make it work. It's fine. But literally she, yeah, I was like, it's fine. We'll make it, it's fine. Just come. The doors are open. I know. I know. So literally it went from her crying in Orange County to her family saying that she didn't have a church home to inviting 62 people to Easter. I know. 